This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Path, the coach-guided membership designed to help you make alcohol small and relevant in your life by removing your true desire to grab that next drink. Our science-based, compassion-led program allows you not only to shift your behavior and your relationship around alcohol, but more importantly, uncover and reprogram your subconscious conditioning and neural connections that have been keeping you stuck for years. With daily live breakthrough coaching, an intimate and supportive community, regular peer-to-peer connection calls, and a complete vault of resources, this is where your path to total freedom and effortless enjoyment of your new way of life begins. Join us at NakedMindPath.com. Hey, it's Annie Grace. Um, I am answering readers' questions today, and I have a really great question. And it says, hi, Annie, thank you so much for your program. It's helped me stay alcohol free for over five months now, and I have no desire to drink. I have a daughter in kindergarten, and I've been volunteering a lot in her school. The problem is many of my mom friends invite me to discuss plans of a bottle of wine. Some of these moms even get together at wineries. I don't usually tell people I'm not drinking as there's such a stigma, and I do want to fit in so my daughter will fit in. I would have never thought not drinking could affect my daughter's social life. What is the best way to handle this? So this is such a great question. And um, I have a lot of different thoughts on this. And some of them, obviously, you can take what you want and leave the rest. But I'll just give you all of my thoughts. First of all, I would just say mom to mom, how much I can relate to this, like how scary it was to uh, have, you know, people not necessarily inviting me over and worry about like, well, how's that going to affect, there was a big Halloween party where we live. And it was usually like, they'd get out their shot skis, which is like, a, it's in Colorado. So it's a humongous ski. And you'd put little shot glasses all along it. And everybody would stand next to each other and do shot skis and um, all of these sort of things. And we got invited to it. And then everybody realized we didn't drink. And very just naturally, nobody really said anything, but we just didn't get invited to it again. And this was a party where, you know, all of the, the I think it was second grade at the time, all of the second grade parents were together and all the kids were together and the kids were going crazy. And um, and then eventually I did just talk to that mom. I was like, hey, I'd love to come to your party. And she's like, oh, really, you would? And I was like, yeah, it would be great. And she's like, oh, I thought, I thought you felt weird because we were all drinking. I was like, no, no problem. I was like, it's totally fine with me. And she's like, oh, okay, great. And so I went and it was great. And I, I like, so it took some intention on my part because there's so many unspoken assumptions, but I think that it is, I guess my plea to you would to be, take a little bit of the pressure off of yourself. Like we have these big, huge things that we're like, oh my gosh, now this is going to affect my kid's social life. And this is going to affect how they show up and what are people going to think? And I would just take a deep breath and take some of the pressure off yourself because so often what we make such a humongous deal in our head and our mind isn't actually really that big of a deal. And we're so sensitive to it because we're the one making the change. We're the one in the midst of it. We're the one doing something new that we've never done before. We're the one like, like we have hyper awareness of what everybody is doing and saying, and then we're interpreting every single look and, and action from somebody else's. And actually in my instance, they didn't invite me because they wanted me to feel more comfortable and me not to feel obligated. And they actually really did want me there. And I've built really good friendships with people who still drink and still drink a lot. Um, 
over time. And I do have, you know, some parameters around that, like for myself, where if everybody's super drunk, I usually just go home because, and I'm always so thankful to be able to drive home with no problem and not even worry about it. Uh, and even offer to drive other people home just because, you know, usually at that stage, like I'm just, you know, I'm not even sharing really the same space with that person anymore. And what was really fun for me is now just kind of like, okay, well, there's no real point to being here. But all that being said, it certainly doesn't sound like this is what's going to happen at, um, you know, kindergarten volunteer planning meetings. So here's what I would think really practically. First of all, big overarching, I can totally relate. And second of all, try to take a little bit of the pressure off yourself in this, because although we feel like we're the linchpin and we're the thing that is going to affect our kids' social life and stuff, like the truth is that um, they're going to be, they're going to be fine. Your, your daughter's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You know, it's really, it's really all going to be okay. And anything you do here, if you do it in a positive, loving, compassionate way, it's just going to have a positive, loving, compassionate ripple effect all the way forward. And so it's all good news. So, with that frame, I would say really practically, there's a few things you can do. And one of the, um, there's this term, it was coined by Dr. Murray Bowen in I think the sixties or something. And it's this idea of differentiation. And differentiation means this, it means staying really true to yourself while deeply connected with other people. And a well-differentiated person, they're very magnetic. You know these people, you know, they're the people that can show up and have the opposite opinion of everybody in the room, but express it in a way that never makes you feel defensive or alienated. And you always feel listened to by them and you always feel cared for by them. And you always feel as if you're valued as a person, despite the fact that you might not see eye to eye on things. And I'm sure you can think of a few people like that in your life, you know, just the people who can so are so at peace with their own selves and who they are really authentically, that they can show up being that person without having to make anybody be like them for their own comfort or for the other people's comfort, but they can still remain deeply, deeply connected. Now, more often in relationships, we are on what Dr. Murray Bowen called fusion. And so this is the other side of this. This is where if, if somebody's in a bad mood, it affects my emotions. If somebody's in a good mood, it affects my emotions. If everybody wants to do you know, one thing, I want to do that thing because that thing sounds good and it makes me feel safe. So there's differentiation, which is like being really firmly grounded in self, but also really deeply connected to others. And it's a truly worthy goal. And then there's fusion, which is basically like our tribal primal brain tells us, no, we need to be like, we need to hang out with people who are like us. We need to be like everybody else in the room. We need to share opinions other people with other opinions, other people with other points of view, they're dangerous because they're different and we need to be like. And so fusion manifests in two ways. You either try to make yourself like everybody around you, or you try to make everybody around you like yourself. So for me, when I was drinking, I was absolutely trying to make everybody around me like me. I was the one pouring the drinks. I was the one like, oh, I don't trust them if they don't drink. And it was because I was like a deeply like fused to the outcome of the group as a whole. But as we grow in maturity and our, our own self, which is one of the gifts I think this alcohol-free journey gives us at such an incredible level, is this opportunity to really grow as human beings, we can be like, oh, wait a second, I can show up with this beautiful women who are volunteering for our beautiful kindergartners and at a winery, and I can order a nice tea, but I can still be deeply connected to them. And 
that is the goal that I would aim to strive for. Because what we do when we're really fused, instead of doing the, the work to like work on our own anxiety, manage our own anxiety, manage our own fears about being different and really do the work on that, we say, okay, well then I'm just gonna not be there. I'm just gonna cut off. That's another way that like this fusion concept can manifest, right? You either you get like them, you try to make them like you. If neither one of those things work, you say, okay, they're they're else, they're different and I'm, I'm gonna be away from them. I'm not gonna be part of all that. And so really the aim and the goal should be like, no, I'm going to show up deeply and firmly in this environment at this winery, at this person's house. Maybe I'm even going to bring the bottle of wine. I would encourage you to do that if you felt comfortable with it, bring the bottle of wine and just be like, oh no, I don't really drink that much or no, none for me. Thanks. I'm just sticking to water tonight, but you guys, can I pour you a glass and just find ways where you can be deeply connected while still maintaining total integrity. Not only would that give such a gift to you, but it will make you one of the most magnetic people in the room because the truth is we value that so much. What we don't value is people making us feel guilty or shaming us or blaming us or cutting us off. And that obviously would break the relationship. But when someone can show up being different and having a different point of view or doing a different behavior, but still stay deeply connected that is something that we as humans were like, we want more of that person in our lives. And you know, that's true. If you can think of people in your life who do this well, you know, who are both and who, who deeply care and still maintain integrity to what they believe. And so I feel like this is a gift for you right now in your life. This is a calling for you to say, okay, how can I do that? How can I show up with just love and affection for these women not make what they're doing about me because it's not their choice to drink or not drink their choice to be at a winery it's not about you it has nothing to do with you and how can i be supportive and connected never making them feel guilty or shamed or blamed for what they're doing and still not actually drink and i think there's a lot of ways you can do that um you know just saying that oh let me you know what can i get everybody to drink i would i would order the drinks this is one of the ways i would do this i would order everybody drinks i'd be like okay who's drinking red who's drinking white order everybody drinks and then i just drink a nice tea and then somebody would be like oh you're not having any and i was like oh not tonight you know i'm 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 good for now i just i've been feeling like a little headachey or you know no not right now i'm just not really drinking as much as i used to i'm just i, I just feel better when i drink a bit less so i don't think i'm going to do any tonight maybe later or i i need to just get really hydrated first so i'm going to have this big glass of water and then we'll see where the night takes us but right now i just need to stick to water and guarantee you people forget after that um, but just doing those things to make them feel really comfortable. Now, if you're showing it to somebody's house and they're all pouring wine, I might just show up with my own kombucha or my own sparkling water or my own seltzer and just be like, bring enough for everybody if they want something. Oh, like be like, you know, I've got too early of a morning tomorrow, so I'm not drinking one right now, but does anybody else want one of these? Um, and then quickly transition to just asking questions. And that's one of the ways you can remain deeply connected and in relationship is just start to ask these beautiful questions. Like, so how are things going with you guys? How is your daughter adjusting to kindergarten? What is it like right now? And, you know, are they, are they afraid? Has there been um, different things in your area in terms of COVID and cases and whatever the case, whatever the case may be, um, but really like just have in your pocket. And I would literally, when I was, like everything else, this, what you're working on right now, this skill of being social without alcohol is a skill. It's not something that happens automatically. It is a skill and it takes practice and it takes intentionality and it takes a desire to show up differently because the ripple effect of you showing up differently connected yet 
firm in your own decisions is beautiful and phenomenal. And I can just tell you lots of stories about how that's transformed entire peer groups, entire situations, entire social groups in my life, just because of my ability now to do this, which I learned to do with lots of practice and lots of intention. And I always say intention to the point of awkwardness. So I would literally even Google top 10, you know, get to know you questions or top 10, like um, questions to take the conversation deeper or, you know, some great questions for there's so much information. And I would just keep the ones that felt most natural and comfortable to me on a list, I would memorize them and I'd have my two to three go-tos that I knew. And if I if I ran out of questions, I'd go to the bathroom, I'd take out my list, be like, okay, I'm gonna ask these two. Like literally that much intention. And you're like, oh gosh, do I have to work that hard at it? Well, yeah, at first, like anything else, because at first we have to put in the attention, we have to put in the practice, we have to do the reps. And then guess what? You don't have to work that hard at it anymore. It becomes natural. It becomes your way of being. Now for me, showing up in a place where everybody's drinking, like, there's no weirdness and no awkwardness because guess what? Most of that weirdness and awkwardness was created by me in my own head. And on the rare occasion where someone is really like getting curious with me and like, so you really don't drink. This did happen recently. Um, we went to dinner at a neighbor's house and we like my husband and I, the kids were over playing. My husband and I sat down, they get out like beer, wine, what do you want? And we're like, oh, do you have anything else? Cause we don't drink. And they're like, wait, you wait, you don't drink like nothing ever. Like you really don't drink. And they were, and it was, I had to reframe it in my mind. Like, oh, they're honestly curious. They're honestly curious and, and that's okay. And that's good. And so then my answers were such that maintained closeness with them, never trying to make them wrong or different or feel guilty or be shamed for their behavior. But we're really clear on what I wanted. And it was just basically like, yeah, you know, I, and I forget exactly what I said in that situation, but I always think of these as like, what is my outcome? And I would say that your outcome here is you want to maintain connected to these women. You want to continue to volunteer. You want to continue to build friendships and you want to honor this beautiful decision you've made. Congratulations on three months alcohol-free. And both of those things are totally and completely possible. So look at this as a huge gift and opportunity to lean into and learn how to be this person who is differentiated, who maintains close in relationship, yet is able to be different in behavior than the people around them. And becoming that person, I promise you, it is one of the most magnetic things you can do. And um, you will have so many friends because people admire and appreciate that so, so deeply. So and for anybody else who is watching, who is curious about kind of a life without alcohol, um, even an experiment, just 30 days, and I'll send you everyday videos and emails. We have the alcohol experiment. It is always free at alcoholexperiment.com. And thank you so much for your question. It was such a good, thoughtful and vulnerable question. And um, I, I just wish you the best. I think you're going to be great. Hi, it's Annie Grace. I wanted to interrupt this podcast, I guess the end of this podcast, to say that if you're totally serious about actually and truly and forevermore transforming a relationship with alcohol, really leaving it behind in the rearview mirror for once and forever and changing your psychology about it, we have a program called The Path that I've created specifically for you. 
Now, it's not for you if you're still dabbling or trying to figure out where you want to be or maybe even if you still want to moderate. All those things are fine. That's great. But if you're beyond that and you're like, no, I just want to be done with this. I'm ready to invest some time. And I'm ready to just make this happen. I want the answer. I want the easy way out. Then I want you to check out nakedmindpath.com and join us in the path where you receive coach guided and community support so that you can truly make this lasting change that you want in your life. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.